you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome back, Kevin. How are you, brother? Brother, thank you for welcoming back me back, and thank you for having me back yet again. And um, brother, I want to thank everyone for praying for me as my mother was very ill, and uh, you know how those things go. So um, she passed, and uh, God was present. Yeah. Thank Thank you. Well, she knew the Lord and that makes a big difference. And then her passing was just incredible. I'll just take a moment and say, God to God be the glory. I was, you just, it's the thing that you dread. It's your parent. It's the last parent. And, and this parent, um, suffered a lot and lingered and just kind of held on. And the hospice nurse said, boy, she's holding on to something. And all I know is at one point I was the only one in the house. Someone was going for prescriptions for, for my mother and she's just kind of holding on. And I I just went over and kind of stroked her hair and saying, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. And uh, by the time the verse was done, she had let go. Praise you, Jesus. uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, the uh, most foundational, was... wonderful, I think, song of all time, and uh, <laughs> to go from hearing your son sing "Jesus Loves You" to standing in front of the one who died for you, who loved you so much, brother. Thank you, Jesus, and and uh, Hallelujah, man. There's nothing better than that, brother. I I mean, we should just. <laughs> We should just pack it up for the day. That's the best lesson ever, man, right there. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about your mom. I know that uh, God did a work. He's doing a work in your life and your family's life. And we did put the word out every couple podcasts. We would, or broadcasts, I'm sorry, radio stations. We'd put the word out that, uh, hey, f- you know, Kevin's with his mom right now. And and uh, folks were praying for you. We were even getting some uh, request, you know, Hey, can you give us more specific things to pray for? And so we told people, this was back in December. We just told people, you know, Kevin's mom's at that place, uh, where she can hear the singing from heaven. And, uh, she's got to let go of those loved ones behind. And, uh, so, so thankful for the words you were able to share there, brother, and being able to sing to her. So thankful you were with her. And, um, that alone is a gift from God. And uh, so just to update everybody on your location, so soon you're going to be hearing us recording broadcast together again in a couple of weeks. Uh, so Kevin drove down, did a late Christmas in Raleigh, and, and now he's outside of Fayetteville. And uh, so just pray for him. It's going to be a real cold night. And uh, I know he's got everything under control there and his coach, but boy, this cold weather has showed up in the South and I don't like it. I, you know, I don't, I think it has something to do brother with Christmas and Dixie, that song they play in the mall all the time (laughs) that there was snow. I was watching snowflakes in my front yard last night. And I'm like, Lord, this is South Carolina. Lord, You know, (laughs) Save that for yeah. Northern North Carolina or Virginia or something. Yeah. Yeah. Emphasis on the word South. South. Yeah. So <laughs> what is, 
<laughs> so, folks, thanks for uh, tuning us back in. Great week last week with Pastor Miller. It's always good when he stops by. I think he stopped by the last three New Years, and uh, he was real excited to talk about new things. And I know they were a blessing to me. I've listened to every one twice, listened to it when we recorded it, listened to it when it played. And uh, today we find ourselves in a great place. So, so Kevin and I are squarely back in the life of Christ. We're squarely back in through the book of John. Uh, we find ourselves in the 17th chapter of John, and the 17th chapter of John is cool. It's a prayer from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and uh, you know, I don't know about you folks, but I'm glad that I have someone that prayed for me. I'm glad that I have someone that prays for me today and intercedes for me. And so as we looked at the verses we were covering today, which is chapter 17, verses 1 through 5, I I was looking for some kind of meaning, some kind of name for Kevin and I to get started with. And and I think today's uh, broadcast is all about bringing glory to God. Remind, uh, just as a reminder, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whether therefore you eat, drink, or whatsoever you do, uh, do all uh, to the glory of God. And, and I mean, I could go into 10 verses here, but the, the truth is, whatever we do, you know, uh, Kevin was there doing uh, the family thing, the familiar thing. He was with his mom, and he was he, the last thing he did with his mom was all to the glory of God, Kevin. And isn't that what God wants from us? Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the, highest, it's the highest honor and privilege to be with someone and and help, you know, just talking about my mother, help, help her to be comforted in her soul. And, you know, you don't even know if she can hear anything, but it's pretty obvious that it was just, uh, yet honor and all glory to God. And, you know, she, she is with him in glory. So she is, she is like experiencing that what the Bible says, it says the suffering of this life worketh an even more, a light suffering worketh an even heavier weight of glory. So she's got some weight around her of glory and it's just, I'm sure it's wonderful. Yeah. And I, you know, reunited with loved ones. And, uh, oh boy, I just, hopefully her and my mom will come across each other. I, I have a feeling mm-hmm. God does those kind of things, you know, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he just brings people not? together. Yeah. That's what he's all about. And, uh, that's our God. And, and for <laughs> all have sinned, the Bible reminds us. And, and we've talked about this so many times and come short of the glory of God. So, so we've sinned, we're short of the glory of God. So we really have to work at it. Um, we really have to put it out there. We really have to do those things. Um, and Jesus saith unto her, I love this over in chapter 11, John, some stuff we just covered just, I think four or five weeks ago, uh, said I unto thee that if thou wouldest believe thou shouldest see the glory of God. So it's about we're sinners. We fall short of the glory of God, but there's a way, Kevin, there's a way there. And that way is belief. That's, that's the belief your mom had when she trusted in Christ alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a tremendous, pathway to glory in fact i was just looking while you were talking doug the the first two mentions of glory in the bible are kind of antitheses of each other and one to me represents satan's um attempt at glory and the second one is jesus attempt at glory i mean i attempt successful 
uh, achieving glory, according to the book of Philippians chapter two, where he's seated at the right hand of the father and all glory and every knee, you know, bowing and, and all that kind of thing. But here's the thing, Genesis 31, one, and he heard the words of Laban's sons saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's. Now, Jacob was a, uh, at this time he hadn't gotten saved yet. So he was a supplanter. He was a stealer of other people's goods. As far as think about Esau's birthright Esau's blessing Jacob you know connived his way out of it and Jacob um, <clears throat> went to live with Laban Laban was a snake just I think they were cut out of the same mold Laban is his uh, uncle or uh, I think it was his uncle but, yeah. but anyway yeah. La uncle Laban yeah knucklehead yeah, yeah. Laban's the same way <laughs> yeah Laban's trying to take J Jacob's uh, money away Jacob it says Jacob heard this is what made Jacob flee out of there and helped him get saved in that encounter by the by the you know the ladder so to speak no he had had the ladder experience where he saw Jacob's ladder and angels so that was an awakening but then he wrestled with the angel and and was his salvation when his thigh was put out of joint and all that kind of stuff but Jacob had taken away this is what he heard people saying all that was our fathers and of that which was our father's hath he gotten all this glory so that word glory there in genesis 31 1 is the first occurrence of glory in the bible and this it's a stolen glory it's a connived manipulated glory and you know that reminds me satan is still telling people the best way you know people crave glory people there's a need for self self uh worth and you know people call it self-esteem whatever there's this need that people feel to to be recognized and and so the first one was stolen and, and connived the second one was earned get this genesis 45 13 this is joseph joseph great guy and ye shall tell my father of all my glory in egypt and of all that ye have seen and ye shall you shall haste and bring down my father hither. Who was his father? Jacob. So here is Jacob getting unexpected, unearned uh, glory. And Joseph himself really was the one who, just like Jesus is to us, he went and, and, and suffered and uh, at the hands of his brother and, and then went off to a, a glorious future in Egypt. And that's the uh, second occurrence. And it's just kind of jumps out at me. Wow. There's like opposites there. There's, yeah. there's the wrong way to do it. But if we're suffering, Doug, if we're going through a bunch of junk, this is what the way we want to do it. The way that uh, Joseph did it. Yeah. All to the glory of God. And uh, what a wonderful God we serve. Uh, what a wonderful God we serve. Hey, folks, in just a second, we got to let the radio stations do what they got to do. We're coming right back. We're hopping into chapter 17 of the book of John. Hang with us. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. You know, perhaps the hardest chapter I've ever read of the Bible to prepare, anyway, for the life of Christ is, is chapter 17. There's so many emotions. There's so many things going on in my life as I read chapter 17. Uh, and and I looked at this, and, and this was actually a few weeks ago, and I looked at it again tonight 
briefly, and I, I want to break here at one through five. And the Bible said, these words spake Jesus and lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son may glorify thee. What a prayer. Oh, God, glorify me so that I can glorify you. And our intentions with prayer, folks, you know, our intent, and we've all been there, right? We've all seen the, you know, the, the pastor or the evangelist that's stuck on themselves and all that crazy thing. I, I remember I was thinking as I read these first couple of verses the other day about glorifying God, praying that glorify me so I can glorify you. And I was thinking, of this pastor that I used to have, and, and I'm telling you, he'd get done preaching a message, and he thinks so highly of himself that he'd sign his own Bible, and that's not what this is all about. <laughs> this, this is about serving God. This is about bringing glory to one above, and it says, as thou hast given him power. Sorry about that, folks. Every once in a while, I, I even make myself laugh. That's the bad thing, but it says, and thou hast given him power over the flesh that he should give eternal life as many as thou has given him. Oh, what a God we serve. He wants to see us saved. He's not slack concerning his promises, Peter tells us. We've got a Savior that wants to see folks saved. And this is life eternal, that they might know the only true God in Christ Jesus, whom thou have sent. In these last two verses, they just stranglehold me here. It says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou hast gave me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. And, and when I see that, you know, there's so much importance to prayer and all those different things. But right away it comes to me and he's saying, restore me, Lord. I, I'm a hundred percent man. I'm a hundred percent God. And I need to go back with you, Lord, and have the glory of heaven and, and be right there. And, and so a couple things come to my mind, Kevin, as I send this your way that I, I just wrote down here as I was reading just, now. but the importance of prayer, there's so much, uh, you know, communication is so important. We've said this a hundred times when we pray, uh, that's us talking to God and, uh, and and it goes out to the world in good works. We're praying for people, and God hears our prayers, and sometimes he answers in a wonderful way where we see people saved. Sometimes he answers in a wonderful way where he says, not quite yet, Doug, but he always answers. It's so important we pray. It's so important we trust it. And in this idea that, he, again, that glorifying God, eternal faith through Christ. I mean, Kevin, there's a million wonderful things going on in these five verses. Hmm. There sure are. You know, this has been called the high priestly prayer of Jesus Christ, and it's pretty obvious to me that the reason they say that is because Jesus is praying on the behalf of the Father who uh, in his earthly life was over him and above him, and he's praying for those as it were below him. And I'm thinking chain of command below him. That's the uh, the disciples and the, the Christians that would be saved as a result of their witness. But that that attitude that he is saying, God, these things are on my heart and the hour's coming. This is what needs to be covered. Number one, I want you to be glorified. Number two, I want them to be helped as it were sanctified. And so there's the glorification of uh, uh, upline and then the sanctification downline. And then he starts to talk about the two saying, 
Father, help them to glorify you. And, and uh, Father, you know, sanctify them with thy word. So he is in, in the middle hailing all this, and then he's talking upward in a way that God the Father would be pleased with the way he's putting it and the motivation for his prayer that, that the Father would just be able to rain upon this group of disciples all the blessings that, like, like Pastor Miller said, all the blessings that Jesus himself deserved are being, as a result of this kind of intercession of the Son of God being rained upon us. And that's, ultimately, that's why we can launch into a day with, with brightness and, you know, a, a bounce in our step, because yeah. we still have an advocate with the Father. That means an intercessor with the father and he is taking things to God with the right motive saying these knuckleheads look at them, you know, they blew it or listen to their prayer. This is what they're really trying to say. And they're a little wrapped up in themselves, but here, let me make this all about you. And then you make it all about me as you go to them and answer the prayer. And it's, it's just a wonderful relationship. Again, all things in Christ is what it's all about. Yeah. And then, yeah, go ahead. If you no, guess. no, go, no, go ahead, brother. I thought, I thought you would come. Our timing's a little bit off after a few week break, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad I still you kept my space open anyway oh, yeah. to be able to come in. But I, yeah, but you know, no, the, 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 this passage of scripture, you talked about the hour is come, the hour is come. And, you know, that's a reference to the times where Jesus, all through the book of John in particular, said, uh, woman, what have I to do? Does John 2, mine hour is not yet come. So he's talking about the hour of suffering, the hour of paying the price. And he talked about that in John 12, also there in verse number 27. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I into this hour. So after three and a half years, he goes from talking about the hour that's not yet come to the hour is come. And, you know, there are times, Doug, that my heart goes through the same kind of thing that the son of God as a man went through where I'm saying, I have been dreading this as a man. He did dread it. That's why the garden of Gethsemane was so torturous to him. But we were saying, I hate to even, you know, there's a confrontation here and I hate confrontation. I hate like the hours come. I've got, you know, either I'm going to be called in on the carpet. I hate that. Or I've got to call someone else in and deal with something or the hour of, for instance, my mother's death, when that hour had come, this is the thing you just tread all your life. The hour is here. Yeah. Mom is going to, mom's going to die and she's going to leave. And, and you just like, Lord, this hour has to come for in your will. This is part of the plan. So Lord, glorify yourself. Help me through this. And I just want to say, God on the other side sure did help. And again, thanks everyone for praying. Yeah, amen. Uh, I love over in First Timothy, uh, where Paul is passing on his wisdom 
And he says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications. And we talked about the difference between prayer and supplication. Supplication, you're all in. You're on your knees. It's 100% heart. uh, I mean, your entire spirit has been prayed through and dug up. Uh, One guy told me one time, I said, what's the difference between prayer and supplication? And he said, it's if your kid or your mom or something like that, uh, it becomes real. Intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. And and so we're getting this directive on how we should pray, and we're seeing Christ do exactly that. Here's a companion verse saying, God did exactly that. And it says, for kings and for all that are in authority, that's who we're praying for, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all goodness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of truth. So, uh, brethren, this is where we are. The Lord's praying. He's asking. He's saying, God, uh, you know, I'm coming to you. You know, the hour's here. These things are coming to an end. I'm praying for these folks I'm leaving behind. I've done what you've told me to do, Lord. Uh, I've been all in. And, and folks, our prayer life, we need to be all in. Be careful for nothing, the Bible said. Remember that over in Philippians 4, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Given thanksgiving, request may be known. Uh, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Whenever you try to go fast, it just doesn't work. But listen, folks, we love you guys. Come back tomorrow. We're hopping right back in. John chapter 17 in the life of Christ. You guys are awesome. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.